Welcome, 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 or welcome back to the Meet Us in Paris podcast. I am Zen, and in the studio this afternoon with Katharina. Hi. And Kristen. Forget about it. Kristen. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the podcast that's all things about travel, be it destinations, customs, food, technology, intellectual, international curiosity, and exploring the world. So right now, if you haven't heard, according to the Wall Street Journal, and I've verified this by doing some Google flight searches, there's a bit of a fair war going on right now from coast to coast. And if you are careful on choosing your dates this summer, you can actually fr- fly from California to the East Coast and back for as little as $300. That's like kind of the D.C., Ow. New York City area. So it's very inexpensive to fly out there right now in midsummer if you buy your tickets now. So what better time to talk about visiting New York City, the home of world-class museums, Broadway shows, Central Park, and the Grand Dame herself, the Statue of Liberty. So fasten your seatbelts. We'll be departing to New York City, the Big Apple, momentarily. Meet Us in Paris is sponsored by the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education. Do you have an educational goal? At UCI DCE, we're here to help. With over 60 certificate programs available, we've helped over a quarter million students reach their goals, and we can help you reach yours too. You can find us at ce.uci.edu. Dream big, take risks, be amazing. So first of all, we should do the disclaimer. One of us lived in New York City for a while. (gasps) Who could that be? Who was that? (laughs) How long did you live there? Uh, About four and a half years. Four and a half. Are you old enough to live anywhere four and a half years? (laughs) Indeed I am. I am. So. So actually, fun fact. um, I'm going to tell you right now that um, the Statue of Liberty is actually not New York City. It's not in New York City? It belongs to New Jersey. No kidding. It's on the New Jersey line. Like a New Jersey state line. Um, And as is like Ellis Island. But of course, I mean, that's, I'm pretty sure, like I remember reading that. But um, anyways, you would think they would claim it more at that point, but they really don't try. I guess they just let New York take it. Yeah, they don't want to fight for it. Yeah, not worth it. (laughs) So why were you living there? I just wanted to live in New York. Oh, okay. I was had recently graduated college. I was in my early 20s, and I just wanted to get out, like just do something fun. So I went and lived in New York for a while. Huh. That's yeah. awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was. So it was your early and mid-20s? Yeah. So, yeah, I think I was there from like 23 to 27. Wow. Yeah. Something like That's that. Awesome. Yeah, it was a great place to spend your 20s for sure i always wanted to do that like i had a friend that lived there and i would visit her in the summer and i'm like oh like i could totally live here for one year at least just give it one year right and then i would always chicken out be like okay i don't think i could handle the snow and getting through the snow on the subway that was my favorite part i just don't like the cold Okay. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I could handle this. You adapt so fast. I guess. I remember my first year there. I moved in May, so it was already hot. Um, and so when the weather first turned and I went and got like a puffer jacket, I was like, oh, my God, the cold is here. And everyone was like, this isn't the cold <laughs> yet. And I was like, oh, my God, how am I going to survive? That's funny. And you just do. You get you get a the 
puffer jackets, cover your butt, wear some boots. You're totally fine. As a matter of fact, it's worse because you layer because yeah. when you go into the buildings, they have the heaters blasting. So you're only so you're like yeah. undressing maybe cold. Yeah. yeah. From your walk to the subway somewhere. You and know? would you wear have spare shoes with you to go into the office? Like you would wear like your snow boots like and the, like have a pair of shoes. Like at flats your desk. or stuff. Yeah. yeah. Or you would like wear your um your tennis shoes and change into heels or something like yeah. that for sure. Yeah. I have the opposite experience. So, like, you wear I'm from heels the on the no, subway. No, no, change I'm, 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 I'm talking about shoes. the cold. Okay. The thing is, I came from the Midwest and okay. the, Ohio, yeah. and it was really cold out there. And when I came to California, it's just like I'm looking around. It's like it's 60 degrees. Why is everyone wearing a sweater? Oh. At 50 degrees, it's time to go to Dairy Queen, right? Put on some shorts, <laughs> go swimming. Is 50 oh degrees? And so, and my sister actually came out to California before us. She came back to Ohio when it's like it's 65, you know, in Ohio. She's cold. like wearing sweaters and such. It's like, what is wrong with you? You know, it's like it's not even cold out. And now that I'm in California, it's just like, oh, now I get like, it. it. Yeah, cold. <laughs> it's like. Oh, it's 70 degrees. I'm freezing. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be 73. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, being a resident, mm-hmm. being a resident of New York, what would be, what was your favorite thing to do while you were living there? It's endless, you know, and it's changing. New York is, as everybody says, you know, it's that place where everything is happening all the time and it never ends the things that come up or things that get popular or whatever. I mean, from different brunch places to different music venues to comedy shows, Broadway shows, I mean, literature readings, um, museums, pop-ups. Um, I mean, everything. There was yeah. just everything to do so there. So full of life. It's like yes. everyone's energy. It's great. Yeah. It's like nonstop. Yeah. But. Yeah. It, I mean, it was it was some of the best years of my life. <laughs> Would you like consider moving back and growing old there oh it's it's so hard so first of all i'm not gonna lie it's much easier to get by there if you have money which i did not (laughs) um it is a hard place to live and you you still to this day have people who do like in a sense have it made um and they still everybody still commiserates over how hard it is to live in the city Mm um and as much as I love like the whole, you know, intellectual vibes and, you know, everything going on there, it it's hard to be without outdoor space or feeling like you're somewhere where you can get away from people and breathe. And I mean, that's why so many people have places, you know, in the Hamptons or they go down to Florida for the winter because it gets so overwhelming being in such a jam-packed area. Yeah. And and you most people live in small spaces, is that correct? Oh, Yeah. So just, I like, mean, the room is just has your bed, right? And that's it. Yeah, there were especially like the downtown areas. I I lived in the Upper West Side, mm-hmm. so those had a little bit more space, you know, right. because um, as New York was built, it was built Manhattan from the bottom up, mm-hmm. and um, everything was tiny and the streets were really curvy. No one could find their way around. I mean, that was strategically built at the time, and um, as they progressed and they moved up, they needed more land and more space. They needed the grid. They created Central Park. So. It's kind of like the U.S., how the states are all small on the East Coast, and we expanded West, and they became big. Right. Things get a little bit more big and livable, like, as you go up up Manhattan. Mm. Um, 
I still had a small space, <laughs> but I feel like it was like the the village where people would have like you could barely open the door yeah. because right. you're hitting your bed. <laughs> well, you know, I guess what it is is I've seen the same type of experiences in most major cities. Is that I think that's why cities like that high density cities have so much energy is because people have small living spaces and their living room is the city. And right. then they tend to go out. So, like, you're not going to go home right after work because you're going to go back to your small box, right? right? So your living room is the local bar or mm-hmm. the local restaurant. Mm-hmm. And you go see all your friends all the time. And you, you don't spend – I mean, you can spend time at home. but mm-hmm. And I've seen this in, like, Japan. I've seen it in Taipei. I've seen it. Sure. And it's just – and that's why those cities have so much energy is because um, people are always out and about – um, because mm-hmm. their living room is the city. Totally. And, and and a lot, I mean, New York, like most major cities, is a place of transplants. Mm-hmm. So um, most everybody came from somewhere else and is living there, especially people that I ran into. And you would always talk about how um, the kind of the rule of thumb was that half your paycheck went to your rent. So already half of your like net income. And then a big part of your entertainment budget was like put into that because you consider just the fact that I live in New York yeah. is like a reward. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, at least us broke ass like 20 <laughs> year olds who were doing Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe that was not a time of saying. <laughs> yeah, if I was lucky. So did you go to the uh, Statue of Liberty? Yeah. You know, I did everything I wanted to do. And I remember when I left, I, you know, it was kind of bittersweet and I made a list and I realized there were only a few handful of things left that I wanted to do and I did them and I was like, I did everything I set out to do here. I even went to a taping of SNL, which was like a huge oh, thing cool. for me. Oh, yeah. Nice. So yes, I mean I did Ellis Island and Statue of Liberty and actually I never went to the top of the Empire State Building, but I also never had a desire to. Well, the only reason I ask is yeah. of course you're not a native New Yorker, no. but like I have met so many native New Yorkers oh, who, have who have never actually that. gone to the yeah. Statue of Liberty. It's like, sure. yeah, it's there, I could do it. And it's funny, it's like and I, I have a cousin who lived in Rome and she she didn't visit the Vatican until she was in her mid-30s. Right. And the only reason she decided to go was because I wanted to go yeah. when I was visiting Rome. So yeah. I was just wondering if that was – how how deep the New Yorker was in you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, when I went, I was very much, you know, excited to be there and wanted to see everything and do everything. So I did a, all the yeah, touristy stuff. Yeah, before you left, you're like, I need to For sure. get yeah. this done. Yeah. And they had some really cool things that people don't know about. Like, there is this museum in Upper Manhattan. It's called the Cloisters. And it's like a medieval um, museum. And it was, like, built to look like cloisters, like medieval Oysters, I'll say again. <laughs> um, and it, it housed some very beautiful art. And that was one of the things that I wanted to see before I left. And when I went, they had this whole art exhibit on like the medieval um, story of the unicorn. And it was oh, like wow. all these medieval paintings and depictions of unicorns like in history and stuff, oh, which, yeah, it was so cool. But um, that was a place. It's beautiful um, grounds in upper Manhattan. So you have space. There's a lot of like green areas. It's along the river. Like, and I'm like, how did more people not know about yeah. this? Yeah. Well, I think it's just overshadowed by so many totally. things to do there, right? Yeah, for sure. So, well, 100%. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. You have a story, don't you? Kathleen? I have a kind of embarrassing story. Yes, those are the best ones. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so, my favorite part about New York City is Central Park. Uh huh. Yeah. I just love going there, walking around, and just sitting there and just. I don't know, it's just so beautiful, and you see, you can people watch, and there's, like, always some random wedding happening. Yeah. Like, I 
there was just one couple. This lady was in her wedding dress, and she just stood next to the lake. Mm-hmm. And then a priest came and just married them. I'm wow. Like, it was just them two. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like an just, elopement. Yeah. And I was like, okay, that's nice. Yeah. But um, so I went with my boyfriend two years ago in October. That's the best time, like the fall it was so nice. and the spring seasons, but I prefer fall. But yeah, it was really perfect. nice. And uh, my girlfriend lived there with her boyfriend. So we all decided to meet up at Central Park. And we heard that the Boathouse restaurant is really good. And we should go try it. Have you been there, Kristen, to the yes. Boathouse? Mm-hmm. So That's a really famous one. Like, you see it in yes, a lot of depictions exactly. of New York. Exactly. Yeah. And then you have, like, the lake with the rowboats everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it's a really nice place to go during the day or night. Mm-hmm. We went during the day, and we're like, okay, we'll do, like, an early dinner. And all of us were pretty on a on a tight budget. <laughs> oh, yeah. And this place is expensive. Oh, no. So you can, like, buy, like, a side salad? <laughs> so we were so – we were underdressed, first off. Like, we were walking, like, all day with backpacks and, like, uh, looking um, around New York City and everything, and we just say, okay, we're going to eat here. We get the menu, and everything is, like, $30 plus, and we're like, okay, well, we can't afford uh, this. Yeah. So we decide to get, to split two appetizers. Oh, no, and was it, like, a little bite? It was a little bite, so we're like, okay, we'll get the crab cakes. Yeah. And uh. it was, like, 20 bucks, and we'll get a bruschetta salad. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that'll be fine when we each got a drink. And the server was like, that's all you're getting. (laughs) (gasps) He even said that? And we're like, for now. salt in the wound. And then we're like, we'll keep one menu. This is just all we want. And he even told, so we got, you get free bread on the table. And he even went out of his way to tell the bread guy, don't give him any more (gasps) bread. (laughs) Shut up. What a jerk. Yeah. So then we're just kind of like. We're all so uncomfortable, and when I get uncomfortable, I start laughing. Yeah. yeah so then I just started laughing, and I'm like, I can't even handle this. So we get the crab cakes, and we thought it would be maybe like three. There's four of us. We're like, okay, maybe they'll give us like three or two large crab cakes. It's just one. What? <laughs> crab cake. For $20? Yeah. Oh, and just one crab cake. Gosh. So that I'm just laughing hysterically at this point. Were you <laughs> starving? Yes. Oh. Then we take a knife. I take a knife and fork and I cut it in force. Oh, no. Was the, like, server watching you? It was, yes. It was just so bad. Then we get the salad. <sighs> and it's literally, like, half a slice, like, a slice of tomato. Oh, with, like, no. the cheese on top and, like, a few leaves of lettuce. So then I'm like cutting up like who wants a piece of the tomato? And you're just like, oh, not me. I I, I <laughs> yeah. can't eat another bite. <laughs> and then it must have it hurt was, to pay for oh it. Oh god, too. it was awful. And then um, I was like, ah, this is so much money because we each got a drink, and drinks were like I don't know, like fifteen dollars each, right? Plus the two appetizers. And then you just, got some real food on the street, like a hot. Oh dog. yeah, afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> hurts. But it was hurts. we were. I was. Super embarrassed. I was laughing. My other friend, she used to work in the restaurant industry. She's like, I am mortified <laughs> right oh, now. Oh, yeah. And then she's I'm like, uncomfortable. She's just like, we have this. to leave them a big tip. I'm like, no. She's like, we have to. No, wait. After he told the person not to give me yeah. more bread? So he didn't get any more bread. So that was my oh, I'm so sorry. boathouse restaurant experience. Yeah. 
Yeah, and we were un- way underdressed too. And I was like, oh. And it was like before the dinner rush. It was like four o'clock. Oh, it was like okay. an early kind of, you know. But what a snooty little a hole that. Yeah. Was. So. <laughs> that was great. I'm sorry. You would think in New York, especially at the boathouse, like where people, it's like a place. Like, he must be used to people doing that. I've seen tourists do all kinds of. Crap yeah. Like that. So we didn't mean to do it. Well, on we the just- flip side, sorry. Um, <laughs> one of my. Favorite New York City finds um, that I think it's pretty well known, so I don't think it's like I'm letting out a secret, but there is a place called Crocodile Bar and or Croc- Crocodile or Alligator Bar. There's like one in Manhattan, one in Brooklyn. Anyways, mm-hmm. with every drink that you buy, so this is like any normal beer, like you could just get like a beer, mm-hmm. like a draft for like five or six bucks, you get a pizza. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Amazing. Oh, I wish I knew about it's that. It's the coolest place. So like you would just go buy a drink and they give you a ticket and then you take the ticket to the you little like pizza. pizza area and they're just back there in the wood fire like thing just making like the pizzas that they would that's give to awesome. you. awesome. Yeah, I loved it. And when my sister used to visit me, you know, we're broke. We would go there yeah. <laughs> just for dinner like every night. I yeah. have to remember that alligator crocodile. Crocodile Man, I can't believe how long it's been that I'm forgetting this stuff. Also, apparently the Statue of Liberty is not New Jersey. <laughs> I oh, swear I knows? read that before, but it's like in New Jersey Maybe water, but, but the island, island is own. Okay, I, I stupid. Yeah, mm. okay. So I, I gotta wrong. say, one of my favorite things to do when I'm going to New York City is just, I I might have mentioned in the back past that I have a design background and I have an art background. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just like any city I go to, major city, it's just I love going to going to see all the different art museums mm. and such. You could, but, it would be endless. Yeah, yeah. it, it yeah. is endless. But my, I got to say my two favorites are probably the Guggenheim mm-hmm. and MoMA. Um, mm. the reason oh, I why, like MoMA. Yeah. I do love the MoMA. The, the reason why I like the MoMA in particular is, is um, I believe the MoMA was one of the first art museums in the world to recognize that design is actually a type of art oh, form. Wow. Oh, that's cool. So when you go on to, I forget which floor it is, but they actually have an area that's like, um, and, and okay, let me back up. <laughs> when I say design is an art form is when you see this, the rise of Apple computer is, oh, yes. because part of it is that it's a st- you know, it's not just a computer. Mm-hmm. It's a stylish computer. It's mm-hmm. not just a phone. It's a stylish phone. It's not just an iPod, you know, not just yeah. an MP3 player. <laughs> so it's like things that are functional can be beautiful mm-hmm. and eye-pleasing. Yeah. And so they have a whole area that's dedicated to a lot of the designs <laughs> from the 1940s, 50s and up. Um, you know, whether it be furniture or actual consumer goods and such like that. And that's why I really enjoy the MoMA. Um, the other one, of course, is the Guggenheim, just because it's designed by Frank Lloyd Wright. Mm-hmm. And they, you know, the thing is, when you're looking outside, you know, it's hard to determine how it's designed, what it looks like on the inside. Totally. So when you're there for the first time, you're you're pleasantly surprised by the spiral s- I want it's not a ramp it's a ramp that goes up through the center of the you know the uh, protruding cone off the top um were, so the years that you were weird you were there mm-hmm. did the Guggenheim ha- the expansion already had been put on I'm assuming I don't know okay I didn't keep up to date on the Guggenheim okay. <laughs> I don't well, remember I'm almost certain I th- almost Sweet. certain but originally the Guggenheim was kind of a 
for lack of better words, it was like kind of like a flat pizza box with a top on top. You know, like it looked. Kind oh of like yeah, a top. it had done the re- the okay. refurbishment. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And then what they had done was they in the back of it they actually put towers that kind mm-hmm. of framed um, the top mm-hmm. part, and when it, and just like you know the 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 architect who did the expansion was trying very hard to be very sensitive to the original design um looked at a lot of frank Lloyd Wright's designs but also had to figure out how do we get more art into the guggenheim so it it framed the back of the top for and what had actually happened was new yorkers hated it originally and the reason why they said it made it look like a toilet bowl it does. <laughs> yeah, it looks like a toilet bowl because it's it got does, it's yeah. like that the new building looks like the tank <laughs> tank of nice. a toilet. But of oh, course man. now I think it's beloved just like so many things like becomes the, iconic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So many things that are controversial at first become become loved as time goes by. So, right. so it was the rebuilt was done between 2005 2008. Oh yeah. So, okay. Okay. I just wasn't sure what time. You're not that old, so. <laughs> yeah. So. So, anyways, that that's one of my. Those are some of my favorite things to do. Of course, yeah. going to this thing. Of course, new, I mean Central Park. Don't go mm-hmm. for a stroll, and then like, so nice. and so many movies are made there, and and one thing I gotta say about New York is that when you're, for the longest time, I never understood a Woody Allen film. Hmm. And it's when you first, when you actually go spend some time in New York City and you see the way it's built and the way the, you know, just how people interact. And, and then you start to be, then you start to understand uh, Woody Allen films or maybe the other way around. If you, mm-hmm. once you start learning, understanding Woody Allen films, you kind of understand uh, New York City a little bit better. Hmm. I'm not sure about now, but right, I haven't seen anything yeah. relevant from personally from Woody Allen in years but yeah that's a good point another one do you have anything else to add uh, on your embarrassing story not oh, embar- yeah. well there is one embarrassing but I don't think I can say it or the podcast it was <laughs> with our Airbnb oh. it was just bad yeah, we were supposed to be alone and then the couple <gasps> decided to stay and what the couple did and what we heard Oh, it was just you know. Oh my god! So we never really <laughs> came would come back until like really late because we're like, okay, oh these, my these people are a little little much. Maybe they were done. <laughs> Even after that, it was like talk about what happened. New York is just such a different beast, um, and I mean in the. 70s and 80s like that was a horrible place to be i mean you you would hear people getting literally killed in the subway while other people watched and i mean it was not a safe place giuliani completely cleaned it up times square used to just be very bad very ratchet um muggings were rampant shooting yeah a lot of prostitution i mean the and they cleaned bad. it up oh yeah and i think in and under a decade they did such an amazing job yeah, of cleaning it up and reducing the crime and and now you know when when um the youth are moving into the cities as opposed to into the suburbs and we live in this global aspect you know global world now like new york city is just <laughs> booming and I just it's hard to find places to stay and like I just even searching for apartments it was insane what people would 
live in and what people would offer up. And like, I remember one time when I was apartment hunting, I was just keeping a document of all the ridiculous <laughs> sentences and like things that I would read in these ads. Like some people would be, they would literally put up on Craigslist, you can sleep on my couch. You don't get any kitchen privileges, but I'll let you like sleep on my couch for like $400 a month and stuff like this. Like, and that was put up as like housing. Jeez. But I mean, there are people who actually do that yeah. or like, I remember I went to see this like kind of like a loft in Chelsea and the people were so nice. But I was like, as soon as I was there, I was like, oh, God, no. But I have to like talk to them and pretend and act like I'm interested. And it was a like a warehouse that they were openly living there illegally. There was no there was like a shower because it was like a it was like a utilitarian like warehouse, like almost uh, like a business loft. Right. Um, so it was like an industrial sink. They sink. They set up a shower. They had like a hot plate to cook. So that was all you oh, could geez. like make. And they were very openly like, we live here legally. So we just use our like work addresses like to get Wait, mail. They said you they keep- were, they live here illegally. I mean, they were like, yeah, we're not allowed to live here. Like, because <laughs> it's not livable. They were lot. squatters. Yeah. Essentially. But they were like, so as long as you have like a work address or something you can use to get mail at, it's like fine. You just can't get mail delivered here and make it look like you live here and stuff oh like this. God. And they just have like curtains up and I was like oh, great I'll let <laughs> yeah. you know like it was just Jeez. unreal and when I was there there were talks of how frustrating it was because I mean and you see this everywhere but in New York City it's like prime real estate the global elites from all over will buy these places for them when they come but not live in them <laughs> so there's a housing crisis that even people there who live there can't find a place to live or can't Jeez. afford it and so that's really frustrating too so, well, on a happier note, yeah, <laughs> um, there's this really awesome bar lounge I've been to in New York called Mr. Purple. Oh, never heard of that. What uh, neighborhood is it? Ooh, it was near our Airbnb, and our Airbnb was on. It's called the Alpha Alphabet. Oh, it's Alphabet City. Alphabet City mm-hmm. around there, and I guess Alphabet City isn't really safe. Yeah, like you have Lower A, B, C, and D. And Avenue A, Avenue we B, were on yeah. Avenue C, the Airbnb, <laughs> and I guess yeah. D stands for danger, C is caution, <laughs> and I was like, "Great, we're right here." Great zone four. Yeah, yeah. but a few blocks um, up the street, it was Mister Purple, and it's okay. um, inside a business building, and you go to the top floor. Nice, and you have like a beautiful view of the city, and yeah. we were up there during sunset. And they have really good drinks, like really good atmosphere, and just lots of people in their like twenties and thirties mm-hmm. hanging out. So that's so fun. Yeah, there's just no end to the activities that are going know, on and things stuff. to do, and they're so creative. And I love that, like you have like secret speakeasies in a Chinese mm-hmm. restaurant, like just random stuff yeah. like that, like at every turn. So that's fun. Cool. What's the most over? We did an overrated show. Was there is. A previous podcast. Yes. Is there something that you consider that's overrated when going to New York as a past resident? Um, well, I will say Times Square. I think I actually maybe I mentioned this we on did. that one. Yeah, we mentioned. It's that. not. I mean, it's definitely worth seeing, in my opinion. I like the energy there, but it don't stay there. And when people are like, oh, "We're going to New York and we're staying. We need a hotel right near Times Square." I'm like, "That's the worst yeah. thing you can do." Um, so that to me is always like a big frustration. It's overrated. But Williamsburg, I like that area. Yeah, Williamsburg is a nice one. Nice. Um, the the quote unquote problems you get when you go to the boroughs, so like Brooklyn and Queens, 
there aren't as many subway lines. Yeah, so you start to get further and further from subways. You have to con- um, do different connections and walk along. Yeah. Way. And so Williamsburg, I just remember, you only have the L train. So yeah. everything's and really s- far from uh, the subway. Once I went and the L train was um, not working. Oh, it's notorious it. for yeah like, uh, being under construction. Okay. Yeah. So that part sucks too. What's the other one? There's Williamsburg, Greenpoint. Is there another one? Red Hook? Mm, maybe I'm not. Brooklyn Heights is nice. Oh, Brooklyn Heights. To walk yeah. Prospect Heights. Was it in that mm. one? But yeah, but when you go to New York, just know you're going to be walking a lot. Like I have the tracker on my phone when I did. Normally it's oh like they gosh. say do 10,000 steps a day. And I had over 25,000 every day. Oh, just wow. Were yeah. your legs killing you? Yes. <laughs> and then at That's one point, it? like I forgot to, <laughs> I didn't eat as much yeah, food. True. And um, this was our first night after a red eye. We just went straight to, like, explore. And I didn't have enough food. And towards the end of the night, I was like, we need to get dinner. Like, I'm about to pass out. So, like, we had to ask the guy, can you just bring us bread right now? I was literally, like, holding on. I thought I was going to. Gosh. I've had those days. Yeah. I will say, like, one thing. This is when, towards the end of my stay there, when I was like, I'm over it. I'm, like, ready (laughs) to come home. I'm so done. Um. Like I said, like there's tons of stuff to do and it's really fun, but a lot of it too can be better in theory. So um, one thing that New York loves to do in the summer is they do movies outdoors. Mm -hmm. Mm. And so um, Bryant Park is um, kind of in the middle of um, Midtown Manhattan and they did a movie in Bryant Park. And I had a friend visiting me, so we decided to go. They were actually showing Roman Holiday. I love that oh, movie. Nice. It's super cute. So they set up the big screen, and people go with their blankets, and you <clears throat> sit out there, and you watch the movie in the evening. It's really nice. And I've seen it in movies where people go, and I'm like, that's not how it is, because they have, like, a few people on the lawn. Really? It When we went to this, oh, man. it was so crowded it was like edge to edge it was so hot and humid you couldn't get out anywhere like people everywhere it was just huge it was something that sounded so fun that was just became an overtly miserable experience and it was even like if you had to go to the bathroom people were running across the street to chipotle and the lines were out the door and you couldn't get food because everyone's trying to get food before the movie and like oh that sounds i was just like i'm so over this like did little you guys things stay like that. for the movie, or yeah, you, yeah. I mean, think I think my friend was into it, and I was just fuming internally yeah. because I think to her it was like more fun because she's in New York for like a few days. But yeah. I was like, yeah, I'm this is so my sick every of day. I need fighting people for space yeah. and the humidity in the summer. And yeah, the humidity in the summer for me is worse than the, the cold. cold. Really? Yeah. 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 What year were you there, Katharina? Uh, two thousand two thousand seventeen. Two thousand seventeen. Yeah. Did you go on the High Line? Was that I was, yeah. So I think that's one of the most exciting things that Mm. I've seen in New York City. It's like I actually have not personally experienced it, but um, as a designer, that was Mm -hmm. one of the things. When the next time I go, I want to go see. If you're not, yeah, if you're not familiar, what they had done was they had. I think it was like an elevated train. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially a bridge that goes throughout the city, and when they 
they just decommissioned it for trains. They converted it into a park. Mm-hmm. So it's a linear park that is floating through New York City on a bridge. Yeah. And, um, I mean, it actually smacks of, like, if you've ever read any science fiction like William Gibson, where they convert, like, all those bridges into houses. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different, of course, with yeah. parks, which is much nicer. But, you know, the High Line is just one of those kind of um, outside-of-the-box thinking that New York mm-hmm. City, and, and so many other places, but New York mm-hmm. City... When you when property is such a premium, how yeah. do you build parks and outdoor outdoor yeah. spaces for people to enjoy? Well, we'll we'll use the thin air and we'll put it into the, yeah. into the air. No, yeah. it's really nice. Like there's benches, you can just relax. There's people jogging. Yeah, on it, lots of tourists walking around. So that some parts is pretty crowded. Like some people are walking way too slow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's but. like about a mile and a half is my understanding. A mile, mile and a half or so. Yeah. So Not long. It was, <laughs> it was, I did it. We did the highlight on our first day after Red oh, Eye. Wow. So I was just so oh, exhausted. Gosh. I'm like, now we're yeah. just going to walk on this. Yeah. Did you do the whole thing, the whole length? I think so. Oh, we that's started awesome. off in Chelsea. I think that's where it starts. Mm-hmm. And we just mm-hmm. walked. Yeah. So that's one of the things I'm really excited about when I go visit the next time. So. Oh, yeah. To see the highlights. It's really pretty. So, and have like you been back cafes. recently? I have not been back since I left, which blows my mind. And there's part of me that doesn't want to. Huh. Or there's some part of me that's still triggered, like... I did my time there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a it's it's a blessing in a sentence at the same time. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I, I still have a lot of friends who are there that I would love to, you know, go back and see and stuff. So, but you know, if you're going, I would say too, like it's huge. There's lots to do, and I think there are a lot of resources out there to find those places. Like, do not be afraid to venture into Brooklyn or to Queens. Even the Bronx Zoo is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find these really, like, underground things. They're actually, I loved this bar. I think it was called Fat Cat Jazz. <laughs> it's in Greenwich Village, and it's all downstairs, and it is a huge room of ping pong tables and like shuffleboard tables and pool and all this stuff and then they have a live jazz band like playing there too and it's just the coolest little like gem like everything there is so unique and i would really like encourage people to like find those places you know the boathouse don't go spend 50 yeah, dollars for one crab cake no. No, uh, no, no, go no. find these other places yeah so i have a you're talking about, you know, it just reminds me, you were mentioning um, how much it's changed and how much safer it had become. Yes. So when I was going to college in the um, late 80s, early 90s, um, I, I mentioned I'm an artist, but I considered going to New York City to go to art school. Mm. And I'm not going to say which art school or where it was because <laughs> it's, yeah, I want to mm-hmm. be, you know, like, because it's no longer that way. But sure. my parents took me to New York City. We drove all the way up there. And here's this little boy from rural Ohio. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And we go to the school, and um, we're driving by it. And I'm not just going to say what part it is. And there is a 15-foot-high security chain-link fence with barbed wire around oh, the top of the fence. that's what you want to see. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm, like, 16 years oh old. Oh, my gosh. And my parents are like, well, we can get around this, and eventually we can make it into, like, there's got to be an entrance, and we'll go oh in there. And gosh. we can see the name of the school. 
And I looked at both my parents and I go, just keep driving. I'm not going to make it here. <laughs> wow. Really? After <laughs> yeah. you guys drove all we that We drove way? all the way to New York City. And it, oh it was a good gosh. decision because yeah. I wasn't prepared for that at the time. Right. But yeah. to this day, it's like at same, in some way I also go, man, I wish I kind of went. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Would have so, been an experience Yeah. For sure. It really would have been a cultural change for someone, you know, yeah. kind of grew up in a farm field. So Right. Very nice. Well, should we leave off with our favorite things? Oh, I didn't even think of what my favorite thing is. But yeah, if you guys want to start. <laughs> Katharina, do you have a favorite thing? Mm-hmm. I mean, all of it is just so great. I mean, Central Park. I mean, that's, yeah. I have to say that's my favorite. Like. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I Just having a picnic there, relaxing. Okay, I'm going to be like annoying, but do you remember which part of Central Park? The beginning. So. West side, east uh, side? Where's the Apple store? Uh, The east side. East side. Uh, Fifth Avenue. Yeah. Okay. And then I just kind of started there and like walked. So even, even, sorry, like Central Park, there is a statue there that I specifically went to see right on that side of Alice in Wonderland. And it's like Alice sitting on the mushroom and stuff. Wait, no, I did did see that. Okay, yeah. But it's like, even the different sections of Central Park, you get a completely different vibe. There's a Central Park zoo. There's Sheep's Meadow, which is huge. I used to play in like a volleyball league there. And it's just like a big meadow where you feel like a, you know, a field. Um, And then you have like the reservoir at the top and everything. Like. that little lake where people have um the sailboats the sailboats yeah it's so fun to watch everyone has yeah. like what's it called motor operated sailboats like control sure. oh yeah remote sailboat. control remote yeah remote control, control. Yeah. One. yeah sailboats yeah. i would have and the s- food and the food yes the food. no end to the food there yeah the food is just every amazing. cuisine possible yeah what i like about a, a, a dense city is there are so many people in such a small area that you're bound to find some, uh, even if it's like a small subculture, you're going to mm. find a group of those people. So, I mean, of course, I mentioned before, I love the art museums, and that's my favorite thing to go do when I'm in the city. But the second thing is I have this really strange, weird hobby. <laughs> and the strange, weird hobby is I actually collect fountain pens. And there is, so one of my favorite places to go is that there's something called the New York Fountain Pen Hospital. What? And they've been operating out of the same area for over 70 years. You can go buy vintage pens that are over 100 years old there, or you can go buy something that's brand new, or you can bring your pen and have it fixed there. Oh my gosh. That's cute. So it's, and it's a, you know... Uh, it's one of these legendary stores that if you're a um, pen collector, mm-hmm. um, this is one of those in the United States that you actually have to make it to. And I was just so happy to be able to walk by and actually <laughs> just duck my head in. I couldn't afford any at the time. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I was too poor. Oh, yeah. But um, I was just, I mean, and, and strangely enough, I was I was a little intimidated. To, it's kind of like, this is what I've been reading about my whole yeah. life, you know, so... Um, I was awesome. really excited to go to the New York Fountain Pen Hospital. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I can't pick anything, but I can tell you, New York is a great 
comedy scene there. Oh. And um, you have the Upright Citizens Brigade, which does improv. There's Caroline's, um, which does, like, stand-up. And a lot of times in the village, and you'll you'll see people, like the solicitors, kind of like in Vegas who try to get you to go to shows. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll be in Times Square. They'll be all over where they are telling you to come to this comedy show. And a lot of times, very big names in comedy will just show up there because they have like new material that they want to try so they yeah Yeah. so they don't go to like you know they don't put on a big show for it but they'll like pop into one of those little no-name kind of places to do like a 10-minute set and like see how it happens so you would always hear people being like oh this person ended up showing up or whatever and that was really fun um and another thing actually um long island city is queens right across um from the east river so it has the most beautiful views of Manhattan, of the skyline. And there's a really great, like, promenade and, like, sun deck chairs there. I think it's, the, like, the tops. Like, you get out of the city a little bit. You get where there's some fresh air. You're along the water. There's a breeze. You can relax there. You're still near plenty of, like, shops and restaurants and, like, to view the city and stuff. Like, it's a nice, you know, mm-hmm. place to hit if you can get yourself <laughs> out of Manhattan. So that's just me. Excellent. Well, we I, didn't talk about a lot. Yeah, which <laughs> I'm like, looking at the list, I'm like, there's gonna, a lot. We might have to do a second podcast. Yeah, and talk, I mean, we could talk the about the more touristy. typical things. I mean, yeah. I think this was really fun just because these are kind. I mean, I guess I did museums, but there's some, you know, I there's guess so you much. can listen to. Everyone knows about the Statue of Liberty. Everyone right. knows Empire about State Empire building, State Building. City. I mean. And just to kind of have a special glimpse of personal uh, experiences yeah. in the city is something a little sure. different. We need to get Tim on this because he used to live there too. Yeah. yeah, he did. He probably has some good stories, I bet. Yeah, we'll bring yeah. him on. I should yeah. have brought him down today. But. We can get some more personal accounts. Yep. Yeah. So more personal accounts coming up. We'll do a second part in New York City and mm-hmm. here's some more. Um but for now, if you enjoyed our show, we'd love it to, if you would give us five stars on five iTunes. Stars. Five stars. Five. Five. One, two, five. three, four. Five. 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 <laughs> <laughs> on Google or Google Play and help our podcast grow. Um, you can find previous episodes there or you can find us at sites.ce.uci.edu forward slash meet us in Paris. And last of all, before we jet off, we want to give a big thank you to our sponsor, the University of California, Irvine Division of Continuing Education, which only offers only the very best continuing professional education. If you need a career boost or looking for a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu, and you will not be disappointed. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.